It's uh, my privilege to be able to read a passage of scripture from John chapter 1, verses 6 through 13. This is what God's word says. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him, but to all who did receive him. Who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Please let me pray for you. Uh, Lord, would you please help us tonight to hear the words from Luke, to hear the words from John, but more importantly, that we would hear your spirit speaking to us through your word showing us more of jesus and it's in his name we pray this amen i have to wet my whistle for this sorry you know dasher and dancer and prancer and vixen Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? That's got to be a rhetorical question, right? I mean, if he's the most famous reindeer, you would think everybody would already know him, especially if they already know Blitzen. Of course, I'm talking about Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, one of my favorite stories when I was a child. I don't know if you knew this or not, but Rudolph first appeared in popular culture in 1939 in a Montgomery Ward booklet that was written by Robert May. When May, supposedly when May presented the idea of the booklet to his boss, the boss said, can't you come up with something better than that? Well, contrary to what the boss's opinion was about this story, the Rudolph booklet was a hit. It sold more than two million copies just that year alone. At some point later on, May's brother-in-law, Johnny Marks, decided to write a song about Rudolph. The song was recorded by Gene Autry in 1949 and became an enormous hit. Rudolph's fame was definitely growing. 
And then in 1964, the stop-motion animation Christmas special, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, aired on NBC for the first time. <clears throat> and from that point on, we can definitely say that the story of Rudolph and his very shiny nose has gone down in history. And it's easy to see why. It's a very compelling story. The story of Rudolph begins, as you know, with a birth, the birth of a reindeer. And it doesn't take long before everyone starts to see that there, this particular reindeer, there's something that's, well, different about him. Because he's different, he's mocked, he's scorned, and he's even rejected by his own. But it turns out that the very thing that makes him different is the very thing that causes him to save the day at the end. Rudolph shines his light into the darkness of that snowstorm and he rescues Christmas. Rudolph is the reason children all over the world receive their Christmas gifts. You got to admit, that's a great story. But as you know, there's another Christmas story one that I believe is more compelling than the Rudolph story. You could even say that it glows with the glory of God. It's a story that leads those who believe to shout with glee. And in some ways, the story of Rudolph seems to reflect this story. This older story, because the story I'm thinking about, it also begins with a birth. The birth of a redeemer. And it doesn't take long before everyone starts to see that this particular child is, well, he's different. And because he's different, he's mocked, he's scorned, and he's rejected by his own. But it turns out that the very thing that makes him different is the very thing that causes him to be able to save the day in the end. Jesus, the light of the world, shines his light into the darkness of this fallen world and rescues people. Jesus is the reason that people all over the world receive God's gift, the right to become children of God. Now, you know, as Americans, we really value our rights. We vie for our rights. We vocalize, vaunt, and even venerate our rights. So when we hear that Jesus gives us the right to become children of God, we might miss how vexing and vilifying this truth is. Let this sink in. Sinners have no right to be children of God. I know that's not the kind of thing we want to hear at Christmas, but it's really what Christmas is all about. 
Jesus wouldn't have had to come if everybody was okay. Sinners have no right to be God's children because God is sinless. He's right in everything he does, everything he says, everything he thinks. And, well, we're not. All of us are sinners. We've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all done things and said things and thought things that run afoul of who God is. We go against the grain of how God designed us to be. And because of that, because of our sin, we don't have a right to claim God as our father. You know, I started this sermon off with Rudolph, and I feel like I need to go back just for a moment because there's a part of Rudolph's story that I really enjoyed when I was a child. See, there's this part about the island of misfit toys. You remember that part? These were toys that were considered unsuitable for children because of their defects. There was something wrong with them. There was a, a Charlie in the box. It was supposed to be a Jack in the box, but he was a Charlie instead. There was a choo-choo with wheels on it, sorry, with square wheels on its caboose. There was a water pistol that shot jelly and a boat that couldn't stay afloat. And because of all these defects, these toys were rejected. As much as we hate to admit it, we are the defective misfits of God's creation. We are. I am. You are. Our sin has made us unsuitable to be God's children. But that's where the good news of great joy that we heard about in the readings tonight comes to play because the child born in Bethlehem, the child who was considered a misfit by many, this child grew up, died on a cross, and rose from the dead so he would receive and restore rejected people. If you've been a part of this church for a while, you know that this year, for some reason, I've gotten really into a certain author. His name is Octavius Winslow. And I think he summarizes what we need to hear about the good news of Jesus and how it meets us where we are, have a need. In his book, None Like Christ, he says this. It is the glory of Christ's salvation that is perfectly adapted to every condition of our fallen and helpless humanity. Christianity is the only religion that fully recognizes the natural and utter depravity of our nature and our consequent impotence to save ourselves Jesus, therefore, is the Savior of sinners. He has undertaken to save us just as we are. He finds us a ruin and recreates us. He finds us fallen and raises us up. He finds us guilty 
and he cleanses us. He finds us condemned and he justifies us. All our salvation is in him. All the merit God requires, all the help man needs, all the grace and strength our salvation demands dwells in infinite fullness in Christ. To all who believe in Jesus, to all who receive him, he gives the right for broken, fallen sinners to be children of God. That's good news. The only question left is what is your response to Jesus? In Jesus' day, he came and many rejected him. Will you too reject him? Many discounted him. Will you too discount him? Many ignored him. Will you ignore him? Or will you be one of those who receive him, who believe him, who embrace him for everything that he is and have the sweet Christmas of knowing why Christmas exists? To bring fallen, misfit rejects back to God to be his beloved children. That is the real reason behind Christmas. And I hope that every one of you receive that and cling to Jesus. That would be the best Christmas gift of all. Let me pray for us. Lord Jesus, would you please help all of us to see you as you are. You're not a misfit. You are the King. You are the Lord. You are the Savior. And we are the ones who are in need of saving. So would you, out of your mercy and kindness and love, by your Spirit, work in every single heart here tonight for those who don't believe that they would believe for the first time, for those who are straddling the fence that they would leap over, on your side, and for those of us who are struggling with doubt, that we would believe afresh and anew. And even for those of us whose hearts are filled with joy because we know you, double that joy, that we would rejoice even more. For your glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, our one true God. Amen.